0: My wife is, she's, she, she's such a big supporter of the community in Langford um, and, you know, I, I give it to her. She makes us do things that are, are to, to me, it's, it's, it's wonderful because it's, it's always about what about the person that doesn't have what you have and how can we get our kids to really see that, you know, and that's her goal. Like, how do I get our kids to see it's important to help people? The only way we can do that is if we do it through our business.
1: I'm Franz. I'm AJ. And this is In The Weeds, a podcast about the
2: food and beverage industry, past, present, and future. Our goal is to legitimize food and beverage by sharing stories of people we meet, learning new things, and having some laughs along the way. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and intheweedspodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to In The Weeds. This week, we are speaking to celebrated chef and owner Castro Watting of House of Watting Cafe in Langford. Do enjoy our wonderful conversation although i would say the audio quality is a little bit troublesome but that does not take away from the quality of the content enjoy the show
1: Chef, I think you're, uh, you're very wonderfully liked in the community, and I, I can't believe uh, that you've actually had time to talk to us today. So,
2: Yeah, I was quite surprised when you, uh, you agreed. <laughs> I, think you, I think you were being cordial uh, in, in agreeing to speak to us, but yeah. either way, we are the winners in this situation for sure.
0: <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to take you on the offer of coming in to help one day. Yeah,
2: I thought, I thought I, that, would be the, that would be the secret. I was like, if anything... Yeah. They'll take us up on the dishwashing and that will that'll maybe turn the tide a little bit. Yeah, perfect.
0: <laughs> Free is always wanted right now. Oh,
2: yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You know, we um you and I have worked together. We actually oh, I mean, I I, I I I was thinking about it and I'm like, I remember you because you were it was at the airy when we worked together. Um and you were uh, chef de partie or sous chef. Um I'm thinking 2005. How's that sound 2004
0: Gary, Gary would be 2007 yeah yeah yeah
2: 2007 and i was thinking oh i wonder if he is going to remember me and i think i think it's very unlikely because i was quite uh i was quite nervous in my role as a server in that i hadn't really worked in that calibre of dining room very much so it would be my goal to be unrememberable uh, and, and unnoticeable as, as in someone who made as little mistakes as possible
1: <laughs> perfect yeah I, I think you referenced it before when you were saying that if anything like even remotely happened to the plate when you took it from the past you would just like sweated bullets for oh completely days. yeah that was
2: anyway that was that was fun so nice to speak to you
0: again is what i was is what i was trying to say <laughs> yes that's true too- you know what <laughs> I can say the area is one of my favorite places I've ever worked. I had such a fond memory of the place. Um, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, when
2: I, uh, yeah, I don't, I, f- I don't recall what, what got me there, but it was that last summer that I worked there before it, it closed down and they kind of did their, begun their transformation. Yeah. I mean, talk about the, the food was dialed. The menu was dialed. The view was when it wasn't socked in was incredible uh, it was special. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful property. That's for sure.
0: It's what actually brought me to the island. Oh, really? I'll tell you a quick little story. When I first came to there for an interview, the chef sat me at the very end of the table where you can see Mom Phyllis. Yeah. yeah. And, and he says to me, uh, OK, I'll be back in about five minutes. And I sat there for about half an hour by myself, just looking at this beautiful view. And then he comes back later and he goes, do you want the job or not? Just like, <laughs> I haven't um, talked to my wife, but I'll say yes. Yeah, yeah. Based you, on this
2: view, do you think that was his abstract interview technique, or was uh, he just uh, was he just in the weeds so bad that he needed a he needed somebody uh, sooner than later?
0: Well, I don't know, but I've used it myself in that same technique.
2: So. <laughs> Brilliant, uh, interesting. I can, yeah, I can see that yeah. working well. I'm sure you can tell a lot about a person uh, about how they are, how they're bored or how they're kind of biding their time when they're by themselves. Totally. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Amazing. Uh, hey chef, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, it's kind of been a, a, a
1: constant thought of mine because I, I wonder about restaurant placement and stuff like that.
0: Why did, why did you choose Lankford? Um, you know, I, um, when I moved, I moved from Alberta to, to the island, Uh, to work at the area. And when we first got here, we had nowhere to live. And we didn't know Langford. This is what, this is 12, 15 years ago, right? We didn't really know Langford much. And um, so after a couple of days of staying at the hotel, my wife and I decided we'll just go and look for a place because we don't want to be stuck at the hotel. Uh, So we drove down, stopped in Langford and started walking around and thought, what a nice little town. And the first person we met Um, was able to help us find a place. And I remember going back to the area and telling people that we found a place in Langford and they were like, why the hell would you want to live there? (laughs) We we had this feeling that what a small community, what a nice place. And ever since that, we've always had that that love and kind of connection to the place. Um, Since been living on the island, I've only known the West Shore, you know, and after many years of running our operation and when we decided to expand and, and open up the cafe, it, it was no brainer to really be in Langford because we just, we saw the opportunity. We've seen the transformation over the years and, and, you know, I'll tell you one thing, man, it's a community that's thriving and yeah. it's nothing better to be in a community when it's thriving to, um, to really put your stamp on something, you know? So, um, it was it was it was an easy call to really be closer to home, and we live out this way, so it was easier for us to be, you know, to be to have a restaurant close to where we live. What right. a difference that makes! I
2: uh, oh yeah, I, I live. I mean, you live. You used to live even farther away froms, <laughs> but I live relatively close to where I work, and it like it doesn't. I don't think it gets talked about nearly enough. No, um, but living close to where you work is is worth thousands of dollars in salary a year like it's you cannot overstate how important that is
1: yeah and until very recently just for perspective i was uh living for the past three years with my wife in souk uh because it's beautiful there right i mean it's a gorgeous little community uh there's there's so much you can do that that matches my my recreation needs um but (laughs) having to commute five six whatever days a week into town to downtown area like that's yeah you're totally right aj there's like there's that's worth its weight in gold
0: yeah yeah for
1: sure um so I, i i kind of was poking about that question because it's been my experience for so many years of working in the restaurant industry in victoria that victoria is fairly resistant to certain certain types of food, like certain calibers of food. And I I find it super admirable because your food is stunning, Chef, that you've been so you've been so happy and successful in Langford. So I mean that's a testament to your community, I suppose.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the the challenge of, of opening up our restaurant in Langford was not making people perceive us as a as a fine dining place or right. as, as somewhere where they can't feel comfortable you know you know as a catering company we always used to wear chef coats and right away we said forget the chef coat let's right. have t-shirts let's make it casual forget the white tablecloth something approachable something approachable and more importantly also hire people who live within our community so mm. when they when their friends come and see or when they, when they talk to their friends in the neighborhood they know this is a place that i can walk in um, you know i think we've been very very lucky uh, in our approach, um, because easy to for people to put you in a box when it comes to food.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Um, and we just we just basically um, just focus on just you know talking at a time and 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 if somebody doesn't like something, get something that's a little bit more uh, close to what they they might be they might perceive. You know, we have so many people come in the restaurant. Sometimes they look at the menu and be like, "Yeah, I don't like anything. Just let me cook for you. Give me two minutes. Let me cook for you. And I'll I'll make you something." And usually, you know, eight out of ten, we'll, we'll we'll pull them in, and then the next day they come in and then they try something else. So it's all about just working with people's taste buds and 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 pulling them into what we're doing. Right? Um, we've been so fortunate to to get the kind of ingredients that we're getting, we want to share with everybody.
2: What a great way to build community. I mean, normally our podcasts start where our guest of honor gives a bit of a backstory, but you've been interviewed by real professionals so many times, we just skip that because <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it would be doing a disservice to the professional you know, journalists that have actually done that. But in the several articles that I've read about the restaurant recently, the thing that stood out to me was your and your team's dedication to listening to your customers and and making the experience more about them than it is about what your vision is and i think that speaks volumes to customer service and to really creating a place that is going to create loyalty and i i just think that's it's it's really smart but it's also really lovely and, and it really speaks to that kind of spirit of hospitality that I, that I like to, you know, claim that I have a piece of. So how do you, I mean, when you're, when you're training your team and when you're building that workplace culture, how do you, how do you drive that into people?
0: You know, I always ask somebody like, would you pay for that? You know, I ask my staff, would you pay for that? If you're putting that out there and we're charging $18, are you happy paying that? You know, put yourself in the customer's shoes. If somebody comes in and drops $100 at your restaurant and something isn't right, you know, put yourself in their shoes. How hard it is to earn $100, you know, and it's kind of constant making everybody look at it from the customer perspective. Uh, One of the biggest things that I learned um, from my previous uh, working environment was always allow your, your, your team to come out for dinner. Come out and see the experience. Um, mm-hmm. If it costs you a hundred dollars, so be it. That experience is going to take you a long way. Give them a chance to be a customer on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, they can nitpick at every little thing that we make wrong, because believe it or not, so much mistakes happens every day. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the biggest one, you know. I'm constantly making mistakes. but it's how we 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 um, how do we fix it as we go along? How do we You know, how do we not make the customer feel, oh, oh, I I shouldn't have said I didn't like that or something like that. So we're always training our our team to be the customer, understand what they're paying for, um, and also know that they're not always going to be right all the time. But how can you make them be happy while they're in our environment? The hardest we have against us in our business right now is everybody's a food critic. (laughs) It's it's. Half of my job is going through my emails and, yeah, and, you know whether I have to email them back or whatnot. It's everybody has something to say, but if we can get them before they leave, we've we've done our best. You know, yeah. if somebody's unhappy at the restaurant, how do we fix it? Don't let them leave because as soon as they walk outside, they're on their phone. They're gonna be putting a review out there. That's 10 times damaging. So if it's just getting them, you know, maybe getting them a new dish or uh, maybe me going out there to say, what you like about it? Tell me how you feel so I can improve. That alone wins over a lot of people. So we constantly try to focus on people while they're here.
2: Wow, I think that humility is not common.
1: No, I mean, I was just gonna. I mean, my next question is: Is does that ever get tiring for you? I mean, it's. You're right. I mean, that that platform for everybody to be a critic and having to constantly be on on your game. I mean, that that takes a a special breed of restaurateur, uh, chef, uh, professional person to keep up with that all the time. Does that ever wear you down?
0: well I'll tell you one thing I used to entertain a lot at home <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I don't go anywhere with anybody <laughs> it's it's you know uh, it's um it, it can be some days right because you are you are trying to make people happy and and when you when you when you fail or you don't get them the way you think you should it's disappointing more than any so you know I, I think as time goes on, uh, I've come to learn that I can only do my best. If somebody is truly unhappy, then I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say that that's something that we can't fix. Uh, we have to move on. But you know, at least we'll take the steps to try to make them happy. And If we can't, then we just have to, um, you know, know that we can't do nothing about it.
1: Yeah, you at least have the the security in knowing that you and your team have done everything you can, right? Like, I mean, if that's your your ethos day in and day out, then those people—they're the kind of people that are never going to be happy. But yeah,
0: huh. you know, there's there's people that would never, no matter what we do, would never see the the—they would never appreciate the the food that we're doing. Um, yeah. It has nothing to do with money, you know. And this is what I try to tell my my staff the most, right? Like, it, don't judge somebody by what they look like or how much money they are. I've had people like, especially when I was doing, when I we do catering with all the money in the world and they still don't like it, right? It's,
1: yeah.
0: it's just not their cup of tea. So let's not try to force something onto them. And then there's people that, you know, might not be able to go out for dinner once a month, but they have dinner here and they're just like, just absolutely amazed. You know, those are the people that I really love uh servicing because it's it's a treat for them you, you you focus on those people and the ones that you know aren't appreciative you just say you know hopefully you can find they can find another restaurant that they'll be happy at
1: well said i mean um dining in general is uh is is a privilege it's not a right so i mean those people that are there to enjoy it are are you know they're 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 to be respected and you should try everything for, but well, it's, a, not a, it's
2: a privilege for the it's a privilege for the hospitality provider and the receiver. It's a very yeah. intimate relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Into the relationship it as is and, and it's like yeah. and when you're both on the same playing field and you're grooving like it's a beautiful thing yeah that's like restaurant magic for me you know yeah. we were talking 10 episodes ago we were talking about how that like perfect hospitality experience yeah. would be and it's that it's that room where everything's dialed and the customers are in it and the team is in it and then you're like yeah I and mean, if you can achieve that one month or one day out of the month you know yeah. that's that's a, that's a goal worth striving for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good feeling for sure. Oh, it's the, it's the best. It's the best. Okay. So was there ever a point where you just, you were like in your career, you know, this isn't for me. I've had it up to here. I'm going to go be a prosthetics engineer or a <laughs> makeup artist. Makeup artist, by the way, there is another Castro Botang on the internet. Am I pronouncing that last name properly? Uh, Boateng, yes. Boateng, Boateng. not even close. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm glad I asked. Yeah. Uh, There is another Castro Boating on the internet who is a makeup person. Yeah, a fashion designer, right? Yeah, a fashion designer. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Are they also in Langford? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, back to the – sorry, that was a – Weird tangent. So back to the original question, was there ever a point where you had to had it and you had to, you know, you thought about jumping ship and doing something
0: else? Um, you know, when when the area closed was a was a very difficult time for me. Um, so I, I moved. I, I was working at a five diamond restaurant in Banff and I moved to Victoria to work at a four diamond with the, the notion that this is a chance for me to grow more because of the, the hotel I was at. And when I got here, you know, I had heard about the area many, many years um, and the status of it. Um, but when I got here, it was pretty much close to the end of its, its life cycle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there was there was no money. I mean, there was really the business was was failing in retrospect, it's, it gave me the best challenge to actually learn to be a businessman because mm. I just had the, no money, but I was still tr- striving to do good food and good service. And when that place closed, I couldn't find a job anywhere in Victoria. You know, I kept on saying I was too qualified. And at that time, I just had a, a brand new baby who was only a couple years old and my wife wasn't working. Um... And we were just like, what do we do? You know, we just bought a condo, we're stuck. We don't know what to do. And, you know, being a young dad, I was like, I'm willing to do anything. I don't even care about cooking anymore. I just want to be able to support my family. Yeah. Uh, That was probably one of the toughest time. And, um, you know, I kept on looking, kept on looking and I finally actually got a, a position Uh, at a local restaurant and the guy was willing to pay me a lot of money, but he's turned around and said to me, I would, I would never be able to change his menu. He had this menu that was for him worked all the time. So he didn't want nobody to (laughs) confess, mess around with it. He just wanted somebody to be a kitchen manager. And, and my wife said, you know, either you, you're going to do this and you're going to hate it in three months or think of something else and I was like what else the only other option to do is get out of this business and go and look for jobs doing whatever what skills do I have I don't know I've been cooking all my life so we sat around a little bit and we thought well fuck it let's just get into our own business let's start something new something different and that was 10 years ago and you know I'm I'm glad we we made that choice because it was it was it was a um, a hard time for me to really not being able to find a job because I was in the past finding work was easy. That's why I got into this business, so you could always find work as a chef. Oh, yeah. So,
2: what is the deal with that overqualified? Thing? Yeah, I I mean, I'm in uh I'm kind of I'm not in between jobs. I'm working right now, but I'm I'm looking around and I mean, a, a, there's some places where I'm looking I'm like, I kind of, maybe I just want to, you know, maybe I just want to drive a delivery truck for like 25 <laughs> bucks an hour, like, and do that for a, a, like a year and see what that's like. Yeah. But no, they see, they see the resume and they're like, you're overqualified. You yeah, can't, you can't. I'm like, I don't understand Like, what what is, what is that actually saying? Like, you're uh-huh. going to be a pain in the ass. You're going to be too expensive. Like you're yeah. going to make all the other employees look dumb. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the, the mentality of that overqualified. Thing. No, I mean, polite, if you're applying like- <laughs> for something, or you're trying to change directions, I
1: mean, one would one would assume that you would be open to pretty much anything. You're not going to be necessarily a thorn that you're going to do take somebody else's job who runs the place. I just like, don't. I, mean, I, I just don't.
2: Yeah, I don't
1: yeah. I don't I, I've heard that many times too. At, at, at least in the kitchen world, right? I mean, there's, there's there's plenty of people. Even I have had to look at their resume, and you know, if they're not, if there's just a regular kitchen job, I usually end up having to have the conversation. About their level of, of experience versus what the job title is, but to just disregard somebody completely yeah. based on that experience level is, yeah, that's ridiculous. Hmm. I
0: think sometimes people are, are scared to hire somebody with with more qualification than than they have.
1: Uh, yeah, intimidation, right?
0: Right. So it's like it's easier to say, you know, what you overqualified because I don't want you to come in here and mess up with what I'm doing. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Poke holes in my system. Fair.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty fair.
2: Yeah. Nice. I mean, looking, looking back on the bird's eye view of your career in Victoria, like you said, I mean, you, you said that 10 years ago, you kind of uh, branched out on your own and you've been on the internet as kind of being interviewed and doing, you know, dinners here and there for, for a long time. Like you've been, you've been working your ass off. Yeah. And it's it's really cool to see that you're you're getting a good amount of attention. But now it seems that everyone's really paying attention. That must feel pretty good.
0: You know what? It does. It really does. When um, when you put out when you put yourself out there, right, There's always opportunity for somebody to to write what they want, you know, to, or to say what they want about you. And, you know, I I guess I feel confident in what I'm doing um, to, to the point where I want to share with people. Um, my mentors have always said to me, like, you can't keep this thing in, you know, you, you have these ideas, you got to bring them out with people and people will actually will make you better. Because once you get that synergy going, when, when you're talking about food with other people, you're going to learn things that you never thought you, you would ever know. Hmm. Like earlier on, you said, you know, to get this um, meeting at this time, you didn't think it would happen. Well, I look at it as an opportunity for the restaurant, the opportunity for for what we're doing. The more we can get the word out there, the better we are as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of my business now, a part of my job now, isn't just cooking. Right, I gotta be out there and 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 help promote the business any way we can, like especially in these times.
1: How, how's, how has that been? I mean, if you, if you, I mean, I, I, to some degree, I can sympathize at the point of my career that I'm at, how was the transition from pans to office work? Like how, how are you adapting to that?
0: Uh, it's a shit show all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was,
1: uh, I hate to say it, but that was the answer I was
0: looking for. You. <laughs> you know, when you, um, you're, cause what happens with me is, you know, one minute I'm cooking And then the next minute I'm in, you know, I'm in front of a computer or I'm dealing with a customer and you got to switch from one 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 person to the other pretty quick. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I burn more things than anybody in my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) And just just, you know, I get called by somebody and especially now with the with the restaurant, you know, people want to come in and talk to you. Right. And. They forget that you're still cooking, you know, you not know, position to have 10 chefs. Yeah, it's not that kind of restaurant. Not yet anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you're one of the guys cooking. So a lot of times I find, you know, there's there's a bit of chaotic in my life, but I, I like that. You know, one of the biggest reasons I didn't want to have a restaurant from the beginning was I didn't want to be in a situation where I was just boxing. All I had to do was just that. When I, when I got into catering, it allowed me to move around, you know? So like our restaurant right now, I'm constant changing things and it makes it very difficult for the guys, but that's what kind of gets me excited to get up every day. You know, Yeah, I'm the kind of guy, there's no such thing as a perfect dish. I've never, I'll be very honest with you. I've never made a perfect dish. It's always, how do we make this better? Or it, who has an idea to, 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 to to make this different next time, you know, like that's what excites me about, about what we do now is that I think our food is getting better every day. I think our practice is getting better every day. Um, it makes my job harder. It makes the guy's jobs harder, but it's to me, it's exciting, right? Um, you know, it's, it's nice to, to, to uh, when a, a, an ingredient comes in, hey, let's taste this, let's figure it out, how do we make this ingredient better for tomorrow, right?
1: Yeah, well I, I feel like that that quest for perfection is kind of the earmark of the true greats. You know what I mean? Like everything every all the chefs I've ever admired, you know, in, in my lifetime, that's that's what drives them is that that feeling that it's never good enough. There's always room for improvement. Um that you, you can celebrate the wins, but you can always do something better or grow, you know, like
0: absolutely, absolutely.
2: Hey everybody, if you are loving this, please right now go to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash in the weeds podcast and please consider becoming a monthly supporter. A little bit goes a very long way. Back to the program.
1: Um, so in that same vein, can, can you can you tell us a little bit about your your lovely uh, staff? I mean, it, it sounds like even uh, if you're there and, and you're, you're busting ass every day, you've got a great team that you've nurtured
0: and that you trust. You know, I I, um, I love working with people. You know, I love working with people because they challenge me. Um, and, you know, when we first when we first decided that, OK, yes, we're going to expand, we're going to we're going to build a cafe we made a list of people we wanted to work with, you know? And the guy on the top um, is my head chef now. And I remember putting his name down and I looked at my wife and we're like, nah, this is no way we can, there's no way he would move to Victoria. You know, he has a family, he works at a hotel. Why would you wanna to come to Langford and, and <laughs> work in a, a small little cafe? We almost crossed the name out, but you know what, after a while we decided, let's, let's give him a call. And, you know, to make a long story short, he came on board and ever since he came on board, the attitude that he has, he has managed to get people that, that really gets excited about what we're doing. You know, um, you know, it's easy for me to take the credit because everybody kind of see my name on, on the, on everything, but. To have a guy who who truly believes that the same idea of it could get better. And then he has the very like positive vibes of, of keeping people happy, encouraging people to do better, helping them out. Um, he's been he's just been fantastic. He's been my number one backbone in this. And and through that, you know, he has, and my wife being in the front, she has I'm like the miserable out of them all. You know, they're very happy all the time. I'm like, why are we happy? We're not making no money. You know, <laughs> why is everybody happy? But right. they both have this really positive and fun, fun vibe. So it makes it makes the uh, the rest of the team really good. We've been lucky with the people that we pick. We went for for more um, attitude over experience. You know, mm-hmm. decided that we have. We have uh, my head chef. He has all the experience in the world. I have a lot of experience. We need attitude. We need people with good attitude, people that are going to want to try and get better. And, you know, even our servant team, like half of my servant team never served before, but that wasn't important. Right. So they were We need people, people, we need people that are going to be nice to other people. That's the quality that we want. And that's what we've managed to do. And, once you have people that care about each other, no matter how hard the day is, we'll always get through it. Some days are really, really tough in here and they all put on a smile. I'm sure they're going home and they will be yelling at me and whatnot, but, but they, 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 they just love working with people. And that, I think, alone is, you know, if I, if I ever had to, to tell any restaurant people what you should look in an employee, just find somebody that cares. Forget their skills. These things we can learn. I mean, I can go on the internet right now and pick and take any recipe and make it. That's easy. You know, the day, every day, the everyday grinding and we've just, we've got the right attitude in here and that's what makes the difference
1: yeah you can have you can have the, the best ditches in the world, but if you don't have the people presenting or to the happy faces to to, to make people enjoy it that extra little bit, then it, it none of it matters right absolutely um, okay, uh, the one question I had uh, about some of your your pedigree from the past is uh, I noticed that you you worked at one point at a, a five diamond uh, in uh, I think it was the Fairmont Southampton in Bermuda. Yes, sir. I read that you guys uh, basically, when you joined the team, it was just after a hurricane, and you guys were rebuilding it, sort of physically and like notoriety-wise as well, too. What was that like?
0: You know, it's it's like like COVID, right? You gotta find something out of it that makes you great. I think, right? When when I went to Bermuda, I um, before actually I, I was supposed to go to Bermuda. The hurricane hit, uh, and I believe it was Hurricane Irene. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was devastating. I can't remember that, the, the actual hurricane, but it was really bad um, and it wiped out it wiped half of the island. So I had to go to Cayman Island for the meantime until things were, were settled. So by the time I got to Bermuda, most of the chef that was in that restaurant were gone except the head chef and two other two other cooks that was there Hmm. and when we got there the first week the chef got us all together we went out for a team drink and at the end of the night everybody had a great time and he he just he had a very serious face on he says guys listen the last three years we've been trying our best to get this five diamond and we've been so close we've been so close and it's been simple things little things that we missed my goal this year is to get that five diamond and all you, most of you guys are new, but I, I have handpicked you guys and I believe we can do it. And Sorry to interrupt,
1: but just for the people that are, aren't acquainted, I, I, we've both worked in hotels before, so we have a somewhat of an idea, but what is, what is a five diamond to a resort like that? What does that entail?
0: So in, in 2005, there was, five diamond, there was um, 11 Five Diamond restaurants in Canada. Okay. Right? All of Canada, there was 11. Yeah. And what it is, is it's just, it's a, it's a way of service. It's quality of food, quality of standards. It's, it's even comes down to um, how you answer your reservation. You know, the decor of the restaurant. It's, it's point system that, that, that showcase the best of the best. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: hmm. Um, I mean, when it it comes down to it, it's one guy's opinion, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So it it sort of sounds kind of, uh, the way you put it, definitely like the the same
0: system they have for Michelin, right? Exactly. So if you look at Michelin, Michelin is above, and then underneath that would be the five-diamond system, which the five-diamond system is just North America, where Michelin is all over the world. Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean... in, in Canada, I think that's our highest right now, uh, in the States. Now they, many restaurants has the Michelin, Michelin stars. Um, so, you know, to get, to get these, these accolades, you really have to push yourself. And, you know, all I remember from, from the day he told us to the day we got, you know, the best part about it wasn't when we got it, but the time in between, you know the struggle in between, and and yeah. all the, you know all the all the pushing of each other and encouraging each other. You know the late nights and and everything we did at that moment. You could you could give me a million bucks and I'll never trade it away because it was such a special thing. You know when somebody when you agree to to do something you actually achieve it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I, speaking for for both of us, I I know that that's been kind of the industry drug for myself and aj i mean we that that feeling of of being in the shit and doing it and getting out of the shit as a team and having that that post chaotic service drink and commiserating about it i mean i remember that's what first got me into the industry was that rush that feeling of of camaraderie and 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 that, that family
2: you know absolutely so now that you, it seems like you're kind of famous. My question is, was that part of the strategy? Um, do, do you associate that kind of, kind of local celebrity with what it takes in this day and age to be a successful entrepreneur, restaurant owner, or does it feel like that's kind of a nice bonus or, or perhaps you feel like it takes away the attention from, from what you're trying to do? You know,
0: with a restaurant this size and with the budget that we have, um, it's been a huge bonus. Um, it's been a huge bonus because, you know, we don't have like one of the things I've always wanted to do was make sure anywhere I can get a free article, do whatever I can to get it because it's only gonna help move the restaurant along because we're just not in the position to be putting out ads all the time. So mm-hmm. when you're out in front of people, you know, you you encourage people to 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 come check out the brand, come check out what we're doing um it is definitely has been more helpful than has been a uh, distraction and i guess because i have the team to help make it happen you know i couldn't be i couldn't be doing this right now if i didn't have the guys in the kitchen doing what they're doing right now yeah right. of course right right so it, it's that balance of knowing that you have the, the 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 team to make it happen you know you can do these things because what I always say to my guys is, you know what, every article, every every person that wants to come check out the kitchen it is, um, is a good word going out there for us. And we got to look at it as that, you know, like, you know, my head chef is a little bit shy, so I keep encouraging him. Go and talk to customers, you know, <laughs> want to know who's making the food. It's it's important to them, right? They want to know, you know, they, they want to feel special when they come to the restaurant and you come and said hi.
2: Yeah. And it is, it is special.
0: It is special. So it's, to me, it's, it's been great. Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of commitment for sure, but I think it's in our situation right now, we need it more than ever to, to continue to drive the message across.
2: Did you always have, like when you, when you opened the cafe, did you have, uh, did you have your head chef in place right away? Or did you kind of determine after an amount of time that you needed somebody else? Uh, to kind of handle the day-to-day kitchen operations?
0: No, he was here through the construction stage. We were, yeah. we were baking goods from my house and giving it to people during construction stage, you know, <laughs> from the get-go.
1: Of course. Awesome. That's super cool. Um, I wanted to know, uh, you have two sons, uh, I believe. Um, is that that's correct? Yes. Uh, have either of them uh, shown interest in uh, the culinary arts or being in the kitchen? No, not,
0: you
1: know, at <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well that buggers the rest of my question. I was gonna say if they had, <laughs> they I lied to us. Say how do you feel about that? But
0: <laughs> you know, they they people people think because I like cooking, you know, I like cooking and I and, and obviously we cook good food out here, uh, that my kids love fancy food. Mm-hmm. No, my kids love my wife's food. They want something that's simple. No mess around. Don't put any parsley on it. Like, my kids come to the cafe sometimes after, you know, to be having a a meal with me and my staff want to garnish it. I'm like, don't. Give it to them basic. They're just not interested in any of this stuff here. So, Do you, uh,
2: like, appreciate their individuality or does that kind of burn you just a little bit sometimes?
0: You know what? No, not really because I, you know, my my – My parents were never chefs. You know, I don't even know where I picked it up from, to be very honest with you. Mm. Um, I just want to be a fan of whatever they choose to be. You know, I keep saying to them, just don't be a bum. I can't be a fan of a bum. But (laughs) if you're willing to to find something and be passionate about it, I'm going to love it. No matter what it is, just you got to be passionate about it. And it will make me want to be excited about it, you know, so... I don't, um, you know, and this is too much hard work for them, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's, see, that's
1: what I was poking at because, you know, it, it's a pretty natural question when you have little people and you're from the industry. I, I, I hear it all the time where, you know, there's the disparaging comment of like, oh, I'd, I'd never let my kids get into this job. It's too much, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's, it's, if they ever get to, I'd be, I would love it, you know, but it, it's, I think, You got to want to do it, you know, why I think our industry has a high turnover because people look at the cooking right now as, oh, I'm going to be a celebrity chef or I'm going to be, you know, this, I'm going to be that. Well, not really. Most of the chefs are working their, their tail off every day. And even the guys who are making, you know, who are out there, who are celebrity guys, some of them are still working on the stoves. Yeah. It's a hard business to be in it, you know, and, you know, Food Network has given us a bit of glory, you know, the internet has given us a bit of glory, but to be honest, every chef you see in a nice white shirt, 90% of us is in a dirty shirt after work.
2: Yeah. So one of the things that I've, I have recognize as an opportunity in our industry is it, it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of room for journeyman level professionals to have just a normal living it's like either you're a beginner or you're owning your own restaurant and it, i just think it's it's a it's disappointing because there's a lot of people that don't necessarily have the ambition to be in charge or be an entrepreneur or i'm not to mention the, the the resources so i mean What do you think we could do to improve the the climate or the environment so that more people can see themselves just doing a job they love and getting paid enough to do it without having to fight tooth and
0: nail to get to the top? You know, I think one of the things you've mentioned there is getting paid enough, right? Yeah. If you're making that living, then you don't need to be the chef. You don't need to be, you, you, you could have a, you know what? I love cooking. I, I love the heat. I love the, the rush. I can go in there and do my job and go home and I get paid well. You know, I think a lot of it is everybody's pushing to get to the top because anything below that, you're not making money. Yeah. I think that's a big struggle. You know, we, we, we went about, about, and I don't think, I don't think what we've done is perfect, but we went about doing things a little bit different. You know, our, our system here is, you know, a lot of chefs are a lot of cooks are career. This is what they want to do for a long time. And the servant side of it, a lot of them are doing this just to make enough money to get to my next thing. Am I correct on that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's 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 pretty accurate. Yeah. That's you know, so and I looked at it, I said, you know, I don't want to have a team where one person feels oh i'm putting all this work in there and this is my profession and i'm not making enough money so you know we we pay our all our, our servers are not we don't they're not professional servers uh, but we pay them more than the serving wage versus a minimum wage we pay mm-hmm. one of our servers more all our chefs we pay them more but then what we also do is all the tips is split amongst them yeah. it it doesn't matter if you're a dishwasher, it doesn't matter if you're a chef, it doesn't matter if you're a server. We all do the same thing because you'll see, like when we're busy, you'll see a cook bring the food out. You'll see me go and wipe tables. Yeah. It's a team effort. So what we're trying to do is, is create a system where the, the team will feel a little bit more, you know what? I'm making decent money here. I know I'm here eight hours, I'm here 10 hours, but I'm making decent money here. And my server that's here for hours isn't making way more than me. And then my server also knows, you know what, when I'm in the weeds in the front, I know I can call the guys to run my food. So yeah. that I don't know if that's also contributing to um, the good of the team. But we we went around that way, try to find a system where people can feel like
2: they can make a living. Did you work in an environment like that previously?
0: No, I've never ever worked in an environment like that. Um, we we looked at our situation. Our model is uh, the gathering place. And we wanted this to be a family, you know. So we, we just kind of, how do we make our place a little bit more, excuse me, togetherness? Um, you know, I've said it to people. Like, I've had... Amazing, amazing servers. Oh, I want to come work with you. And then I tell them the system. They're like, "No, thank you." (laughs) Yeah, I I get it. I understand. That was was my (laughs) server voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I say I understand. You know, I I completely get it. But at least the people that are there are all on the same team. Man,
2: that is that is it. Like I am such. I am a. Yes. You can't see me, but my stubby little thumbs, two thumbs up, I'm totally <laughs> on the same page. And that's, I think that's the only path forward. Yeah. It's like, you have yeah. to have people who love what they're doing in this. It's because this industry is all about love, like giving and taking love back and forth all night. It's exhausting. If you don't have people that are, if you just have people that are there for like a quick buck or,
0: or a paycheck. It, it's not, it's not real. And it doesn't feel, it doesn't taste good. You know, I'll be honest, I demand a lot out of my staff. Like, I don't, if we're quiet, there's mushrooms to be clean. I don't care if you're a server, you're a dishwasher. Yeah. like, there's always something. So, it's the only way to make everybody feel like, you know what, at least if I'm here eight hours and it's it's busy, great. If it's quiet, I still do stuff. Everybody feels like a part of the team. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I mean, that's, it's kind of been well documented that like making people feel important and feel like they're contributing at all times is, is the way, I mean, that's what everybody wants. They want to feel special. So, I mean, what better way? I mean, what are you going to do? Polish the same spoon that you've been polishing for the last 20 minutes, or are you going to learn a new skill and clean mushrooms, like you said, or, you know... Well, I mean,
2: the opportunity then to ask questions and, yeah. like, interact and engage and say, like, hey... Or, you know, you have somebody from the back of house who's polishing stemware or glasses, and then all of a sudden there's a conversation happening about wine that wasn't yeah. there before. And, like, that well, And it
1: doesn't perpetuate that awful thing that I'm sure you've ex- encountered your entire career, Chef, where there's, like, that, that animosity between either front and back of house or... Yeah. Dish pit versus general manager. Like, if everybody's on the same page and everybody's got the same goal, like that's that's kind of like that utopian kitchen that you always wanted but knew
2: wasn't going to work. You know, or, it's nice to see that you're putting that into practice, though. And uh, That's really cool.
0: You know, you, it's right, it's, it's hard, but it's definitely it's I think it's the right way to do it. Um, because there's days where I'm like, it's it's hard. Like, yeah. there's always something to do, right? And I guess. If you lead by example, then mm-hmm. it, and as people don't, you know, people don't look at it in, in certain ways, right? Like my friend at a house staff, some days, man, I look at the stuff that they do, and I'm just like, I'm so blown away. Like cleaning mushrooms, the way they clean mushrooms, wow, this is pretty cool. That's so cool. Hmm. What uh,
2: what do you do to give back in terms of you know? It sounds like your community's been it's been really good to you and your and your team. Do you have you know have you have you built kind of community involvement into your into your business model or what do you like how do you how do you say thanks? You know,
0: um, there, there's there's two parts of this for me. Um, giving back is, is is really really important. And it's important because where I've come from, you know, coming from Africa, um, and living in, in Toronto and in um, uh, Metro Housing and, and and places like that, you you really get to see how bad it can get for somebody. And you actually appreciate when you see somebody that doesn't have anything. When when we started the business, we've always said any community involvement that we can get in, we're willing to get in. And and a a, a part of it was, you know, we want to help. We want to make sure we support our community around us. You know, our place, we've worked at our place for, I don't know, over over eight years uh, since we've been in business. Uh, we work with uh, grandmothers for Africa which is a stephen Hoplinson, um foundation uh, we work with the food bank here um, any little things that we can get ourselves in we do and and it's good for business you know to 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 know that your business is supporting somebody in needs It's huge and, and and it always comes back you know yeah, of course it does it always comes back in ways that you never, ever, ever think of. You you meet somebody and they tell you their story. Man, I had this food at a an event that you were a part of and it was helping this person and helping that person. And then all of a sudden that becomes what they think of you as, you know. So without knowing it, you're you're increasing your visibility um, without knowing. But my wife is she's she, she's such a big supporter of the community in Langford. Um, and you know, I, I give it to her. She makes us do things that are, are to, to me, it's, it's, it's wonderful because it's, it's always about what about the person that doesn't have what you have and how can we get our kids to really see that, you know, and that's her goal. Like, how do I get our kids to see it's important to help people? The only way we can do that is if we do it through our business.
1: Well said. Yeah, very well said. That's beautiful. Well, I mean, uh, I guess my my very last question for you, Chef, is what what do you like to do on your day off?
0: Oh, I love soccer. I love football. Um, so any time yeah. I get a chance to watch football, I, I absolutely do it. Uh, Who's your team? Uh, oh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so we actually won today, so that's a good day today. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I just discovered...
1: I just discovered downtown uh, a barber shop, the Brothers Barbers. I think they their family might be Armenian. And they've got uh, – bl- I'm, I'm going to say – oh, now I'm guessing. If you're, you're I can our remember. No, no. I can't remember if it's yeah. Arsenal or Liverpool. And I feel so bad. I hope I, it's Arsenal. I'll go and check them out then. <laughs> I feel like it might be Liverpool. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a football fan as well too. I uh, I remember – I think it was Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp. That was kind of the era. Oh, yeah.
0: Of arsenal that i was a huge fan of so yeah you know what the funniest thing that's when i became a fan and then we went like 10 years just absolutely shit yeah totally <laughs> well, that's i tough. get up 5am to watch games man it just ruins my day
1: totally <laughs>
2: Does your exec chef or your wife like text the team, like your team, and be like, uh, "Not, not great news yeah. today on the soccer pitch. Today was a bad okay. day." So, so, heads up, everybody.
0: <laughs> well, pretty much they know when I come in here miserable. They're just like, "Oh no, here we go again."
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, you know man. what? It's one thing that really gets me, man, when my team lose. It's, it's it's a tough one, but
1: hey, that's passion, man.
0: And you know what? And that's what I like about about football. You know, there's a yeah. lot of passion in it, and I think it translates to what we're doing here.
1: It really is the beautiful game. I, I, it's been been a lifelong passion of mine as well
2: too. Thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, out of your service tonight. I hope it was a successful service and uh, yeah, it was super fun talking to you. I'm I'm really grateful. Uh, yeah, that you chose to speak with us today yeah i'm super thrilled chef and and if if
1: there's anything you want to say we have a, a humble uh, listening audience but if there's anything you want to let them know about that's on your horizon for the future or even just a few words whatever you like right now
0: well uh thank you guys for having me um this was fun i was a little bit nervous coming into it but you too. that's <laughs> <Ask> too. it's <laughs> kind of a big deal chef yeah yeah. You guys made it very easy. But to be very honest, guys, um, anybody out there, um, if, you're, if you're out in the West Shore area and you're looking for good food, uh, relaxed atmosphere and, and try something a little bit different, come out and see us. We're, you know, we, we're we excited to be a part of this growing community. And we want people to know, like, Langford is a great place, you know. Like, the stigma of this place Ten years, twenty years ago, it's not like it anymore. You know, it's it's really up and coming, and I encourage any small business, any small restaurants. You're looking for a place to set up business? Come out here; we'll take you in.
2: That was one of our um, one of our listeners um, that we asked that question about, uh, kind of like how how you foresee the 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 business community developing in Langford, like where you kind of where you see it going. So that's a that's a good segue. Do you have any like? Do you have any kind of crystal ball ideas as to where you think it's, it's headed or.
0: Well, you know what the, the sit, the, the mayor and the council, they are very supportive of businesses. You know, they want to see this place continue to grow. Um, any, any development that's happening here are, they're on the same boat, right? Like if, if you, if you look at it, you know, from, from, from a perspective of, of new, uh, of buying homes, nobody can afford homes in, in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Also, this is the next place, right? And when you look at the, where it's situated, you're 15 minutes from Up Island, 10 minutes into town. Like you're in the perfect place and you're like 10, 15 minutes into Souk. Yeah, yeah. It's a neat place to be um, and, and it's growing fast and, 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 good things are happening out here, you know, like I, I encourage people. I really, people say, why would you want to see more businesses there? Cause it's only going to get better for all of us. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: I want to see more, more small restaurants come out here. I want to, I want a place that I want to go and eat when I'm, when I'm out, on my days. <laughs>
2: Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, chef again. Uh, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Friday. you so much for your time today.
0: Alright, thanks a lot, guys, and I look forward to seeing you guys at the restaurant as well. Yeah, I was just gonna say
1: it. we'll see you'll see us soon. Thanks.
0: Okay then. Take care. Take Ciao. care, Chef. Okay, bye.
1: Bye
2: bye. Last customer has left the building. All that's left to do,
1: mop, take out the trash. Thank you guys for joining us again. If you have any questions, thoughts, or episode ideas, you can email us at podcastitw at gmail.com. See you next time.